0: crispy tacos, that the shell breaks in an irregular pattern and it causes the yeah. interiors to fall out. <laughs> William Nilliam. That,
1: that's okay. That's part of the thing I, I like about because I eat the crispy one first, not only because to, 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 you know, get it in before the sogginess hits, yeah. but because it, like, is shattering and falling, and falling apart as you're eating it, the detritus from it is going all over the two soft-shell tacos, so then you get a little surprise of, like, some hard-shell oh. bits every now and then in the soft-shell.
2: Oh.
1: Oh.
0: Okay. Okay. So the detritus is part of the strategy. I support that.
3: Yeah. It's like I... my blood slurry when I eat a po' boy. <laughs> you, yeah. you dip your fish in the ketchup, and then you can just eat this solid fish ketchup at the end with a spoon.
0: Simple podcast it's episode 310 it's a comic book podcast from the comics place presented by in fact wherein a gaggle of buddies get together to discuss as many comic books that they read on that week released the prior wednesday as they feel good about talking about i'm sure we all get into a spot where we're like well we've gotten the cream off of this crop but there's still some things at the bottom we don't talk about those usually although i did talk about (laughs) pop's chocolate shop of horrors last week my point is I am always I'm Jeff. I
1: always am Django. And I sometimes am Roman, if I admit to it.
0: And what is that on the dawn of the hill on the third day to the east or west?
4: Hey, fellas, it's everyone's 18th favorite Canadian comic book guy,
3: Brian <laughs> Bru- Garside. Brian Garside! <laughs> hey, Brian, Brian Garside, Managed Comics here.
0: Brian, Brian Garside, Managed <laughs> Comics. <laughs> Brian Garside, Managed Comics. <laughs> hey, I got a QR code did- for you, sir. I-,
4: I didn't know if we wanted <laughs> me to say that out loud.
0: Oh, absolutely we do. Since we're
4: technically competition, although we're officially the worst competition ever. You can't
0: spell competition without brotherly buddies. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You need friends to spell a word like competition.
4: And yet my wife says you can. And oh. that we're
0: doing it wrong. <laughs> oh. Gosh, I just justify every logical barrier I run into as being just the way things are. Like, oh no, you need more people to do that.
3: <laughs> Quick, hey, we gotta I... get through Brian's part before his wife gets home and <laughs> tells him oh, to yeah, stop yeah, yeah. talking to she, us. She's
4: in Toronto <laughs> at Depeche Mode. So I'm Oh well, sweet. Yeah, right. That is cooler <laughs> like, than
0: recording an intro on a comic podcast. No. That's <laughs> yeah, the Mode best is thing cool. I'll do this week. Well, Cash mode is just brutal. Cool, <laughs> they lost could, the keyboard player. could I? We have,
4: could, no, could he I, was the he was like their, oh. their manager kind of guy. Oh, Okay. Um, Roman, what do you we get? have okay. we have tickets in November to see them, but she oh. managed to snag a ticket to tonight.
0: Double <laughs> double dash. But D- wow. didn't invite, Didn't get two, you know, because I'm well, not that. I'm, Depeche, I'm, only,
4: I'm only I'm only oh. her second favorite husband. Roman, what were you gonna say?
1: <laughs> is this episode episode three? 175 whatever episode this is um is this our first ever with brian is this our first ever international
0: papcast no no it's it's not not. brian has appeared on the perfectly simple podcast before
4: it is our first roman brian meeting so it's like it's a superhero team up that we've never done before
0: it's yep. like Marvel two and one, yeah, and Django and Jeff.
4: Hands across <laughs> the borders
1: and friendship and love.
0: <laughs> um, at Comics Pro last year, we recorded a whole episode with Brian and Colette. Ah, yeah, so a little over a year ago, because we've been we've been we've been sniffing each other's butts for a while over here. The old, <laughs> the old <laughs> but comics but Comics Place, Managed Comics HQ. <laughs> but the point is. I've got a voicemail from our wonderful friend, William Elmer. William, thank you very much for always doing this. We love you. Here it is. Ladies and gentlemen.
2: Hello and happy episode 310. I know Django wants to make the 310 to Yuma joke. I wanted to take it way back. 310 is the area code for... Southern California, mm-hmm. Los Angeles. In fact, it's my wife's area code that's still on her cell phone today. And uh, El Segundo, California is approximately 321 miles. Yes, I had to look back at my could've, notes to make sure done I that had map. that right. Oh. It's maybe 321 miles from El Segundo, California to Modesto, California. Modesto. Hey guys, Modesto. on the subject of California, um, you know, I was tempted to ask some sort of question related to like your favorite california-based superhero or a comic book story but i don't know that doesn't seem that interesting or exciting you can answer that if you want or you could just maybe tell me what's the most interesting thing that's ever happened to you while you've been in california assuming you've all been to california before which i think you probably have turn up love you guys awesome will out.
0: Most interesting thing to ever happen to you in California. Brian, have you ever Wait, been to California?
4: Do, do we have do we have a California superhero? Because the only one I can think of is is uh Simon Wonderman.
0: I was that's who really that's nice. who
4: I was thinking, but I don't I think can't... he's from California. Oh, we could also go Dan Cassidy, right? Uh oh, well, the blue devil. Blue Blue Devil.
0: Okay, good ones, yeah. guys. Glad you good guys good are ones. here. <laughs> the entire the entire West
1: Coast Avengers, I guess.
0: But I was thinking West Coast Avengers because of Marvel. Okay, wait, like we're from somewhere else. Didn't didn't Kelly Thompson's run on West Coast Avengers introduce it's Jeff the Landshark as Gwenpool's pet. And if so, would he have gotten off the beach in West Coast Avengers? And therefore, is that where he would be from? That feels right. Hmm. Okay. Jeff the Landshark is my favorite California based superhero.
3: Doesn't uh, Hawkeye spend an amount of time in L.A.? is kate had, from had like is he, isn't he from like i feel like he's from boston at least like he's, he's he lives in new volume. york but i, I think yeah. there's a there's a couple of volumes that are in la yo, yeah, oh yeah for and sure and and is kate bishop hawkeye is she from la she definitely hangs out there yeah i yeah. mean the dc offices yeah, are in burbank now
4: oh, mm. oh so yeah.
3: technically all those superheroes are based there i, I would some... go
4: with blue devil he would be my california superhero. i think, i think that's an excellent pick yeah
0: <laughs> and i couldn't agree more yeah, we're all going to Blue Devil. <laughs> the
2: Blue but, okay. Devil cast.
4: Okay, exciting California adventures. anybody Anybody get anything good? I've had I mean, some Jango, pretty good you, stuff. Got
0: yeah, to be happened just outside of California. I've been to
3: California a few times.
1: I've I, I've got some, but you know, I was I was born there. That might be that's the most important one for me. Than, yeah,
3: <laughs> that's, and for yeah, all that's, of humanity. That's a good <laughs> adventure. Uh, I, I I have one when we were traveling. Uh, like I was I was on the road with my parents when I was a kid for seven years we were in a new town every night and there was one point where we were going through California and didn't have a place to stay this is like northern California so we were in the Redwoods one day and we had to get down to the next gig a few hours south and we had a like one night that we didn't have a place to stay and as we got near this place our parents were like well guys uh we couldn't find a place to stay except for this campground that we're going to stay at It was not a big deal because we stayed at campgrounds all the time. And then they said, it's a clothing optional campground. So we just want to make sure it's okay with you guys. This is where your proclivities began. Well, I was not into that. (laughs) That didn't sound fun to me at all.
0: And yet by the end (laughs) of the stay, you became the man that you are.
3: I think they ran into somebody at a gas station and told them what we did. And they invited us to stay on their land or something. We didn't stay at the clothing optional campground but man it was a close shave well i shouldn't say that it was a close call for- <laughs>
0: man uh, i'm kind of drawing a blank you know the one that comes to mind it and only in terms of like actually interesting experiences because i go on a lot of road trips with jake and sean and we always go through california and one of the times we had gone to vegas and we were driving through a very back road to get to southern california and we went through the cult lands like the Mm. waco i didn't know this existed like clearly just huge empty like land and then you'd come across like a church made out of like geodesic shapes and then a bunch of like small geospheres around it in just like a crazy white trash town um and And yeah, I remember like we got really low on gas and went to we had to like take the nearest gas. We were in this tiny, tiny little pretty terrifying town. And one of my passengers is a person of color. And we were like, we're going to get killed out here like we're and we didn't. And it was awesome. But I remember like being pretty scared about like, wow, I didn't think California had. I thought California was all blue voters, if you know what I mean. Not people (laughs) who will kill you and eat you in their triangle hut. (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> yeah, you get outside of L.A. proper and it gets pretty red pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, it yeah. was it was yeah. pretty scary. So that that's mine. Yeah,
4: I got married in 2001. I don't know if you guys in October 2001. I don't know if you guys remember anything awesome. that happened in September 2001. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, it was a, it was a different world uh, that next like six. I'm months
0: not ago. even from Canada. <laughs> I'm or sorry, I'm not even from America. I'm Canadian. I'm Canadian. Uh,
4: so my wife and I decided in january i think it was january we would go to to california we had friends living in socal in like newport beach so we were going to go to california and they were going to take a week off with us and we were going to go to um disney and universal and you know do all those those things and we went to Groundman man's chinese theater which i had to go to awesome um and we like drove rodeo drive and all those fun things and then the one day one of them had to work. So we just grabbed their car, like just totally carjacked them. And cause that's what you do in California. A couple criminals, and, Canadian criminals. Right. And then, uh, drove down the PCH to San Diego. And it was just like, I just remember being in California and thinking like the sky was that perfect blue sky in January. And I was just like, I could totally live here. Like <laughs> it felt like a better Toronto at the time. <laughs> um, and then cause there was no snow. Right. And we came back in Buffalo and there was literally like three and a half feet of snow on our cars. And we're like, maybe we move <laughs> to California. I don't know. Yeah, that was, uh, that was good times.
0: Um, Brian, that made me think of my, my actual favorite California story, which I have to share, but it does, it it doesn't come across as endorsing drug use. So no one do drugs. It's bad for you. <laughs> drugs <laughs> are but bad. Situations don't do that. <laughs> but on our first road trip, Jake and Sean and I were put into California And we got down by like San Francisco and we were like, we're going to smoke an enormous blunt now because like we were like stuck in traffic. We're on the freeway. Very unsafe. People do better. Be safe. It was 10 years ago. Um, And uh, and then traffic like started right as we finished that. And we were like, well, let's get off in San Francisco. And like in dead rush hour traffic, we like got off the freeway in San Francisco, which is a crazily laid out city <laughs> and just had the wildest adventure trying to navigate that moment which was a very large change of headspace and a very crazy moment <laughs> um and we still laugh about the insanity of that moment to this day so that that, that was good that's good
1: i had one of my um
0: this is california cast everybody
1: yeah yeah tacos in california i had one of my Scariest memories of my oh. middle school years Uh-oh. in California. Oh, wait, no, elementary school years. Because um, my dad, it was right before my family moved up to the Puget Sound region. Um, and so my dad was up here or up in Seattle with his new job, scouting out someplace for us to live. And I went to I, Marysville, California, near Oroville and Yuba City. Um <laughs> it was a real podunk little school and you could skip class and they wouldn't require you to have a note until nice. you had skipped school for like five days in a row. Okay. So of course I did four days and then I got greedy and my skipped guy. the fifth day. <laughs>
0: my um,
1: and we were, I was hanging out with my guy who lived down the street, my friend, uh, uh, Dave Garcia. Oh, and we were at his place and hanging out and, you know, watching cartoons or whatever, goofing off. And his dad, who was a trucker, came home for lunch unexpectedly. And in our panic, Dave, like, jumped in bed and pretended to be sick and everything. And he was like, hide, hide. And I was like, the fuck, where? Um, <laughs> and in my panic, I went to the worst place to hide, into the bathroom. So I'm, like, hiding in the <laughs> shower or something. And, and his dad eats lunch and everything. And, of course finishes lunch, comes into the bathroom, so I, oh, crap. So I cr- I crawled underneath, I crawled into the under sink cabinet. <laughs> and you know, this is like it was before I moved here. It was like 1980. So I'm in whatever grade that is. Um so I crawled in there and I didn't want to, you know, shove stuff out on the floor because he noticed. So i crammed myself in there and I'm all crunched up. And then I have to listen to him. Go to the bathroom and everything. You know he sits down <laughs> and all that. So I'm listening, laughing. Oh God, please don't let him find me because it will be so freaking embarrassing. I don't think I'm
2: supposed to curve or might something. Shoot <laughs> yeah, and mean,
1: he might shoot me. I mean, yeah. I don't, you know, he's this big scary trucker. trucker. He's <laughs> high
0: on cocaine. <laughs>
1: Dave, we've got Romans. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> they're and, dead and, Romans now. Yeah,
1: and I th- and I think he did. Like I don't know. He, I I shuffled or something and he did discover me after you know yeah he finished his business and he's washing his hands and he discovered me and called out his son and we get in trouble and he calls my 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 mom and i got the whole like oh i'm not mad i'm so disappointed in you roman oh no (laughs) yeah yeah she calls my dad in seattle tells him what i've done and oh it was awful wow Wow. dude so other than the like don't do drugs also don't skip school like Five days in well,
4: a row. <laughs> dude, it's it's impossible to skip school now. My kids yeah. are in class and we sometimes get text message and every one of our phones rings with a robocall saying, a student in your household named Max is not in his wow. third period class. And you're like, what? <laughs> wow. That's nice. Yeah,
0: okay. Crazy. All right. Before we talk about California more, Brian, you're on to read us your email, which you had sent oh, us, but we yes. figured why not have you here? Yeah, it, I was just
4: going to send you an, an email like a gentleman. And then Django's <laughs> like, well, come on and read your email. And
0: it's better than I way. just
4: I quickly over like read over my email. And I I'm sorry, Jeff. I I write really hard words to say.
0: Oh, Brian, you're fantastic. <laughs> it's my fault because I always choose to not read the emails until the podcast. So I'm on the same footing as Django well, and Roman. Yeah. Um, so A, I haven't experienced it yet. And B, I like being thrown a curve bone.
4: Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna screw this up, but let's give it a shot. Yeah, I love it. Uh, hey, fellas, it's everyone's 18th favorite Canadian comic book guy here. Hearing you guys wax poetic about Frank Quitely and Chris Burnham inspired oh. me to grab some hard-boiled and check out some classic mm-hmm. Jeff Darrow. And man, is Quitely becoming the new Jeff Darrow. You really see the in- influence in some older Quaitly stuff like We 3, which is one of my all-time faves. Although, pro tip, don't give We 3 and Beast of Burden to your 15-year-old kid who loves Jinji Ito. <laughs> Apparently, human gore and animal gore are not the same thing, <laughs> and one of those will traumatize her. <laughs> <me. laughs> I feel like Burnham and Nick Patera were probably equally influenced by the beautiful awfulness that is Jeff Darrow. What do you guys think of that? I, yeah. I totally yeah, agree. Definitely yeah. can see that, yeah especially I was reading ambassadors uh earlier today and I was like <laughs> like the the crushed skulls and stuff oh yeah. I and mean, that's right out of hard-boiled. so hardboiled is great um have you guys you guys have all read <laughs> we three right yeah. yeah it's such a gorgeous book I was mm-hmm. just I, I was looking at it again a few weeks ago and just uh, it's heartbreakingly beautiful
0: it looks I just that yeah. caused me to look up Jeff Darrow's first published work which is in 1986. Oh, yeah, he's
4: been doing this for ages. Um, he's
0: been doing it for ages, but at the same time, I almost expected him to be doing it for longer than that. Like, his profound influence seems um, in a lot of people's works. I wonder when Frank Whiteley's first published work was. I'll find out.
4: It was, like, mid-2000s. Was it that recent? I'm, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Wow. I can, I can remember him, like... Frank Quitely was not Frank Quitely when he first came on the scene. Like, in, in terms of his artwork, it was... Well, it
0: Flex was... Mentalo was 1996. Wow. Really?
4: Yeah. yeah. Really? Was, that... was that his
3: first huh. stuff?
0: That well, I googled his first published work, mm-hmm. and that's what came up. But I believe he was doing... He was doing things, I think it was called Electric Soup, maybe. He was on a... Yes. Like a Anthology, like a sort of heavy metal-esque type thing very early on. Um. But yeah, I mean, I think that lends credence to the fact that so first chapter Darrow 86, Frank Quitely first published 1996 is enough time to have clearly yeah. have gotten very into that body of work and have it been a prime influence as he's developing his own style. Yeah, for sure.
4: Um, <gasps> and you guys were talking about Doom Patrol and, uh, you know, kind of getting into Doom Patrol. I think I, I honestly think that the the first 19 issues of of Doom Patrol before Grant Morrison took over. They were like, I can't remember who the writer was. Wasn't it Cup Kupperberg? I think so. Yeah. That Paul. sounds right. And, yeah. And yeah. it was drawn by, I want to say like Eric Larson did a bunch of it. Oh yeah, yeah I, I think it's, so. It's really cool, but it's, it's a good kind of intro to those characters and gets you kind of up to them. But Giffen and Demathius Ma- De did a series in 2009. It was drawn by Matthew Clark huh. and it's super accessible because it's like really kind of superhero-y. And so you you meet all the characters without all the mind breaking stuff like uh, Morrison, Pollock, and Jared Way's uh, Doom Patrol stuff was. And
0: like, I want to get to the mind breaking stuff, but I feel like there has to be some foundation yeah. for me before you can yeah. get there, and that's kind of what I've missed. But I, Giffen and Dematius are two people I would trust to be able to write a run like that. I didn't know they did a two thousand nine run.
4: Yeah, it's it's super fun. I really really like that that little series. And then there was another one that can't remember who that guy was around 2011 hmm. um there was another run but yeah the 2009 one's a lot of fun hmm. Matthew Clark too is is so like he was the guy that did a bunch of outsiders back in like kind of early 2000s mm-hmm. and his, he's just got such a nice clean art style and, and it's just really easy to kind of grok without having to do a lot of heavy mental uh, gymnastics And now not to bring things down, Uh but just a huge, um, respect and admiration to Rachel Polak who passed away today. Mm -hmm. Um, she followed, uh, Morrison's doom patrol run for the next two years. And it was like, it was awesome. And I feel like the HBO series is really heavily influenced by a lot of stuff she did. I mean, obviously there's a ton of Morrison stuff in there, but she did a lot of really interesting things that I, I think are, uh. Kind of fingerprinted on that HBO series. Which have you guys seen that that show? Bits and yeah. pieces. Yeah. All, all, all except for the last, the latest season. Yeah, I'm. Romans I'm just. I'm going through. I'm at the third season right now because it's one of those shows where I don't know about you, but you can't do too many episodes at once <laughs> it changes your brain.
1: <laughs> yeah. If I did more than two episodes in one yeah. city and it's like, Oh geez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but bad. it's thanks so good. Heaven. I think it's, yeah, it I think it's really some good. of the best uh, live action superhero stuff there is. Yeah. I, I 100%
4: agree. Yeah, uh, totally. Oh,
0: uh, well, Brian, thanks so much for a, being on this podcast, but above that, being such a wonderful buddy. Oh, that's
4: that's so sweet to you to say at some point I'm going to get myself down to Bellingham and uh, we're going to we're going to do it up, right?
0: Yeah, yes, we please. will. We'll go to Taco Bell all together. <laughs> oh. Get some tacos Since they're outlawed up in Canada now. Hard, hard well, tacos only, right? Yeah, I
4: guess. Yeah.
3: yeah, we'll all hang out and change our podcast name to four non blondes. Oh, oh, I like it. I like it. I like it. I like we will that. finally do
4: that. We'll, we'll kick off that multiversity podcast that we're going to do. Oh, yeah. Oh, There's yeah. a story
0: Absolutely. about that, but um, from a couple of days ago. But that's not the point. Brian, before you go, you want to plug a podcast you've been doing?
4: Yeah, I've been doing Meanwhile at Manage Comics. Uh, I, I'm two weeks behind on, uh, on doing it because we've been doing a whole bunch of really cool things that I want to want to release. And we're Django and I are working on a bunch of data stuff data we are scenes. robots <laughs> and uh, i want to i want to kind of talk about some of that stuff actually actually django we should uh do a meanwhile together that'd be fun you should yeah. i'm in just nerd in. out about data
3: and that was a close call because until are. you invited me on there i was gonna ask andrew to censor out every time the word manage comics came up because, <laughs> <That's>, so, <laughs> you should anyway we're in the clear now <laughs>
4: <laughs> i i'll give him i'll give him like clear sound of like Canadian thing. And they, yeah. <laughs> every time man go Canadian thing <laughs> not available in the United States.
0: Oh, thanks for coming yeah. on, Brian. We love you, buddy. Yeah. Have a good thanks night. Thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> Take care, boys. Take care of you in the future. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> A nicer guy, there is none. But we got to do what you're paying us to do. Again, thank you for all of your donations. It has truly kept us in hard-shell tacos, so we appreciate <laughs> yeah. it.
1: It's where I got this fine robe.
0: I think it's where you got that fine-ass robe. Okay, let's talk about a comic book. Django. Uh, let's talk about the nasty number one. It sounds like you're pretty high on this one. Tell me about your thoughts.
3: <laughs> I like the nasty number one quite a bit. Uh, By Lise Cam- Cambodias and... Cahoon Campbell. Um, it basically follows uh, a group of, I guess, high schoolers who have uh, a movie, like a horror movie night. They're going through, like, the is it the top 50 or top 100 most horrific horror movies? And uh, the person that runs the video store that they watch these in the back of every week uh, gets their hands on a movie that's been completely banned by the British Council of Movies or whatever. And they want to show it. And... They decide to preview it and the tape gets eaten. First of all, it's really creepy, but also the tape gets eaten and uh, they come up with this plan to make their own version because nobody has seen it. So they're going to make their own version and claim that that's what this is. And uh, the main character who's kind of threading through this whole thing is this kid who at a pretty early age saw a horror movie and his imaginary friend is like a big masked uh, sort of Jason Voorhees type character. And at at the end seems like maybe he can interact with the physical world um I just thought that this was really well done the character work is really nice the art is solid the spooky stuff is spooky and the you know it's got like three different threads going on in here and they're all interesting and all the characters are nice I I don't know I just uh thought I thought it was a really well done comic
0: I thought it was nasty nasty <laughs> Roman, what'd you think of this old spook em up this old 80s style spook em up
3: I'm so glad I read it
1: um because the cover really grabby me. and and but I at first I didn't like the art inside, but I loved it. Uh, uh, I love the whole '80s thing. I love like the design on his imaginary friend, who's the killer from a video he saw as a kid. I mean, he's just a he's a big hulky miner. I think he's a miner dude. His mask is kind of like a got a locomotive grill, but it's got a yeah. like a minor a minor spotlight embedded in the forehead of it, and his weapon is just this big gnarly spike, <laughs> railroad spike. It's such a it's such a great, simple, perfect design. Um and this surprised me. It was just a lot of fun. I love the idea that the you know, the the UK, the British list of the video nasties, and that's what they were called, and it was it was a real list in the eighties of a oh, bunch really? of movies. Yeah, yeah, they said that the UK Board of Decency or whatever said was uh harmful to the youth and shouldn't be Shouldn't be viewed and everything, which, of course, made all the films on it. Just everybody wanted to see them. <laughs> um, and some of them, I, I looked up the list the other day. I don't have it now. But some of them, you know, we've heard of and a bunch of them we hadn't. So, so I love that hook. I love the fact little things like when the VCR starts eating the tape you know she she tries to eject it and pulls it out and there's and it's just it's a massive long line of tape and I'm like don't don't pull it out you got to oh got to yeah. carefully <laughs> remove
0: it and get a pencil Damn, and you know, it wind it back
1: adjust. yeah you can wind it back it's you know
0: it's you don't it's, don't do that <laughs> what year is this supposed to take 82 okay 82 um yeah. yeah i would i liked it also i would say it maybe suffered a little for me in that like this is i think like the hardest vault has pitched a book in yeah. months, months and months, uh, kind of the, the hardest I can ever remember vault pushing Django. I, I don't know that you made it to that round table at Comics Pro, um, but like, so you know, probably maybe foolishly, I was expecting quite a bit out of it, or and I was just quite excited to read it. And I liked, I liked more the atmosphere of the 1980s that is through this, like, uh-huh. just give me these kids in the UK working at a video store. Um, I'm I'm not super excited about the like, we've got to make our own scary movie story Um, as much as I would I just prefer like, hey, guys, you should just like clerks this thing and hang out and talk (laughs) because I like that. And yeah, I don't know what's going on with this guy. He pictures all the time like no one else can see him. Is that right?
3: Yeah, it's his imaginary friend, and he's from a movie called Labor Day, which I think is really funny.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then maybe he's not so imaginary now. Yeah, I like that stuff all more than I, you know, there's that other aspect of the story. I'm I'm like, okay, fine. I'll read that while I enjoy this other stuff.
3: This week, uh, number one of this book went into second printing Mm. on the the pre-orders. And that's the first time Vault's done that in a long time, too. Oh, good for them.
0: Yeah, Yeah, they did that with These Savage Shores
3: was like three years ago two and a half years yeah. ago i think yeah, yeah. so like their, their push worked and i'm glad they did it because i i think this is uh a little more accessible than a lot of their books
0: yeah and i i think it is like super super you know like i read that and i was like sh- this is made for sean yeah you know? so like, <laughs> yeah, i think it's yeah. it's a great 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 book for a lot of people i gave it yeah, a conservative and it's, 7.5 sorry roman please continue
1: i'm sorry isn't it uh I think Sean told me, isn't it? Is this the one that's the same writer from that did, um, yes, Crimson Cage? Yep.
0: Crimson Cage, yeah, and yeah. Mountainhead, which Django oh, read and left.
3: Yeah. Mountainhead was awesome, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
0: this is Sean this had guy. pulled that aside yesterday because it was that writer, and I was like, oh, that's crazy. Django read and really liked this book,
3: yeah, and the art yeah. in
0: that was awesome too. It was awesome. This writer has a good taste in art,
1: yeah, and you can tell he really loves the, um. That 80s genre, the movie posters that are in the background of the video store in the issue and on the cover are just great. I mean, there's one called Hangnail, and it's an image of a hand, and there's a person hanging by their neck from the nail. And, hmm. and you know, hangnails are awful. And yeah. Labor Day 7, it's all the way up through at least 7. And there's the, the hardest snog, which looks like their faces are melting
3: together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mountainhead was not written by this person. Oh, uh, that was written by John Lees with art by Ryan Lee. Oh, wow. huh. Yeah. This is story by John Lees. Oh, oh gosh. I was thinking Wait, that, that was a first and last name. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, I'm, talking about. I'm a <laughs> fucking idiot. I'm a fucking idiot. Well, this fucking idiot gives it uh, an 8.0. Um, on the Richter. On the Richter scale. On the on the clerk scale. Yeah. On the pre-kind rewind scale. Yeah.
1: And I gave it a, I think, uh, boy.
3: Well, here it comes I'll, he I'll,
1: I'll,
2: no it
3: no no
1: i'll give i'll give it a nine because i wasn't super th- there was a couple times when i had to really figure out in the art what the heck was going on so i'll give it a nine
0: okay okay i like that i like that i really liked all of that you guys moving right along because we had a really delightful 20 minute intro well, um, get it? <laughs> uh let's talk a little bit about hairball did everybody read hairball of course i read hairball <laughs> So hairball number one from Dark Horse Comics written by Matt Kent with art by Tyler and Hillary Jenkins, who which I the, love. Yeah. The creative team behind Grass Kings, who we mm-hmm. all love. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, they've done a couple other things together. Obviously, Matt Kent is writing a book almost every week. But there's something special when the two of these people come together and write a book. And this could not be more different than Grass Kings, Uh, you're basically following this little girl whose parents should get divorced and hate each other and hate (laughs) this little girl and are miserable. And she has to go to these therapy sessions. And it's a total effing downer. And when she was put into this foster home, which is her house, not her actual biological parents, this cat showed up with her and she's kept it her whole life. And this cat is a real piece of work, fellas. (laughs) This cat will throw up a gross hairball and that hairball will become alive and wiggle its way to your coffee and then kill you. So yeah. um,
3: Super gross. It made me glad I don't have cats.
0: Made me glad I got such good cats. <laughs> I and think the art in this... Oh, go ahead, Roman.
1: No, no, too
3: late. Oh, Alright. <laughs> uh, my loss, I guess. I think the art in this is amazing. Um, there's a scene where the cat it looks like it's going to push a radio into a bathtub.
0: Yeah. And at the <laughs>
3: last minute, it does something different. And like... That, that that sold me uh, <laughs> on, on the whole thing. Um and I just like I don't know what it is about Tyler Jenkins. I love his art and I me think that too. this is the boldest that Hillary has colored in before. Hmm. Um usually it's super, super watercolory. Um and this this time there's a lot of pretty bold colors in there when when there are colors.
0: Yeah, uh, I I agree. They're a lot yeah. like more vivid yeah saturations turned up more often or something or there's yeah more full panels are full of color
3: yeah so yeah. the
1: close close-up of the cat's eyes are really they're beautiful and spooky
3: and the little girl's uh pink shirt with the rainbow on it on the first or the second page like that's that's more color than they've used ever in all of the comics combined <laughs> um yeah i thought this was excellent And pretty menacing Uh,
0: and a nice, a nice way of making, you know, taking a thing that is cute, but menacing like a cat and really dressing the atmosphere up of it in a pretty, like the parent arguing stuff was really a downer, like well-written downer writing. And so the whole book has this like trapped, hopeless feel. And then on top of that, you're like, is this malevolent cat? Like, is this just bad against bad people or does it want to hurt everybody? I don't know.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to find out. And I'll bet it's three issues less than I want it to be based on yeah, what Matt Kent usually gives me.
0: I bet it's going to be three or four issues. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have score deals?
3: I got a score of
0: nine for it. I got a nine for it.
3: Oh, oh,
0: oh. I, I got a nine, 9.5 for it.
3: Wow. On the Roman scale. This, this was
1: really, yeah. Yeah. Those parents, I felt so bad for the little girl mm. and great yeah. suspense. I mean, yeah. Like Django mentioned the, the radio, yeah that was near a the bathtub scene i thought for sure that but nope nope kitty was just fucking with her
3: yeah yeah it's good stuff yeah. Jenga, you did something crazy i did something crazy and i committed to doing something crazy for a few more issues as well continue i started reading the amazing spider-man at number 23 i read no. one two and then i think i missed the rest until 23. <laughs> and this just dumps us right into a post-dimensional travel I don't know what's going on. I don't know where these bruises came from on Peter. I don't know if those are new or if those were there before he went to the new dimension. I don't know any of the names or how to pronounce them on the people in the recap. Um, I don't know what the relationship is between Peter and uh, and Norman, uh, but they're hanging out in weird ways in here. And holy shit, this is, this is a fun comic. This felt like um, Running Scared to me. I don't know if you guys ever saw Running Scared with- Not at um, all. Uh, who's the guy that play, played Brian in Fast and the Furious? Mm. <clears throat> Paul Walker. Paul Walker trying to recover a gun and chase down some kids and like the kids keep getting in trouble and he keeps getting in trouble. And it's just like, it's like crank or crank too high voltage kind of pacing. And that's what this comic felt like to me. Just... Peter's trying to get somewhere and do something, and everything is against him, including Captain America and the Fantastic Four. And uh, yeah, this 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 was spectacular. And even the weird fucking stature uh-huh. of Captain America on that splash page by J R J R didn't slow me down.
0: It's <laughs> dude, I'm, gl- I'm glad that you enjoyed it. It I liked the stature of Captain America there. I was like, I liked how his hand was holding it, the shield. It was all. It made a lot of sense to me. But his art. I don't blame anybody for hating it. And like I was on Reddit, like people are really enjoying hating this book. Really. <laughs> really? Like The general online consensus is hatred. It's crazy because I like it a lot. Um, But yeah, I can see not liking the JRJR stuff, especially when he gets beat up. Because like some point, John Romero Jr. was just like, well, when people get hit, their skin gets four times as big right where they got hit. <laughs> and that's just how bodies work. <laughs> And that's how he draws it draws it all. And it's madness.
3: It's still thought, some of his best work in a long time though. I agree.
0: <laughs> I thought his, uh
3: I
1: thought it was pretty funny how he's got Ben Graham in the his rarely seen like unitard with the big blue yeah. booties. <laughs> and I and I was joking with Sean. Did Ramina do this just because he didn't want to draw so many segments on the thing?
0: Oh,
3: I bet. Probably.
1: <laughs> so he put him in his most Uh, clothes most fabric
3: fabric outfit yeah yeah that's something you can't really leave to the colorist but still man when
0: you get shots like this of spider-man just like swinging between buildings like he just
3: draws the best web slinging even like that second splash second page splash with peter running away from the cops yeah like that's a full splash page with not much going on and it's gorgeous yeah yeah this this issue impressed me and i'm looking forward to reading more
0: and it's, I mean, it's cool. Cause it's got that interstellar time dilation thing. So you get that. He discovers mm-hmm. that Mary Jane is somewhere where time is passing much faster. So he's like yeah. every second he's fighting against losing
3: it's like seven times the speed or something. Yeah.
0: So yeah. I think that's really awesome too. Um, yeah. So this is taking place one year ago, which okay. like since the beginning of the series, like everyone hates Peter and Mary Jane is married to this guy and it's the right. guy who's in this other place with her. And, uh, So now we're so like in the series, you know, he's been getting along with Norman Osborn and working Mm for Norman. So we're seeing that form. I loved it. I loved it. Um, Not even one of the best issues of the series. I'm going to go 8.5 on it.
3: I'm going to go nine and a half.
0: Hell yeah! This guy fucking loves Spider-Man. Good
3: comic.
1: Wow. See, and I'm afraid I'm going to have to go the other way. For me, I my favorite thing in this the confrontation between Cap and Peter because I love it when. The writer artist has Peter using his, his spider stick stickiness to uh, offensively. Yeah. I just love that. So that was the high point of the issue for me, but I just don't care about this dimension thing. I don't care about the time dilation. Mm. I don't care about the villains. I was, I was pretty disappointed when the last issue or the issue before it was revealed that there was a whole nother dimension thing and all this. Cause I just don't care about that with Spider-Man. I mean, do that with FF or Doctor Strange. Or <laughs> I want Spidey and just concentrated in the urban stuff, I guess.
0: I think what I particularly like about that aspect in this story is not the necessarily the nature of it, but the fact that Mary Jane is somewhere. So like the the feeling of the intensity of that relationship is like, you know, every second is like seven seconds. You're losing this time with this person. And that felt like very immediate to me. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I liked that aspect of it and more than anything like less than the broad strokes of the story I, I'm just particularly interested to see how Mary Jane and Peter's relationship dissolves to the point that it has in the series which is I guess why you know I felt kind of like extra weight in this scene because you're like oh my god I know what's gonna happen like she's falling in love with this other guy over there but I don't like that and it makes me feel primarily uncomfortable so Pete you need to race even though you're at, I I like my complaints about the issues, I think he was reacting a little bit irrational, irrationally in his haste, mm-hmm. and I, I thought Captain America was pretty reasoned in his yeah. like talking to Pete, and Pete, like, I was like Pete, just explain it quickly. Like Captain yeah. America <laughs> is is on your side. Like he's Captain America. Yeah, you know. So th- that irrationality was was probably my main shortcoming of it. But um, it's still, like it's it's just like you know,
1: it's, it's the same thing with the effect the. Johnny and Ben um yeah. Ben's being very rational and everything and it's like come on Pete you're buddies with these guys you used to be on the team just talk to them
3: <laughs> I I kind of took that like he's so beat up and he's under such pressure like he just got beat up by a god yeah right like i yeah he wasn't making good decisions but it's not it like peter doesn't always make good decisions and it's yeah. nice to see superheroes not make good decisions because so often they make even when they make bad decisions they turn out to be pretty good decisions you know
0: yeah yeah and we know this all kind of falls apart so it is, it is exciting and i'm glad that you're on for this little chunk of issues buddy
3: yeah yeah happy to add mm. another comic to the stack what do you have roman what what kind of score do you have that oh um
1: i don't know i think i'd give it a six Ooh, norman does have a pretty norman well. do, norman does have an awesome kirby machine, machine. At the, on the yeah. last page so that's cool yeah
3: this guy hates john romita jr yeah <laughs> yeah
2: yeah, compared to his
1: glo- compared to his glory days, yeah, it's kind of rough for me with these issues.
0: Yeah, especially when they're beat up issues like this. Like, I just choose to be like, okay, like I gotta reset what I'm looking for here. Um, <laughs> yeah, it
1: took me a minute to remember that. Oh yeah, yeah, Peter got beat up last issue because at first I was like, what happened to his face?
0: What? Why is he?
1: Why is like one of his eyes like sloughing off his head?
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey, Roman, did you read the monkey book?
1: Oh my God. The monkey book.
0: Yeah. Monkey prints us back. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh,
1: ooh. yeah.
0: Yes. Bongo. <laughs> you read the planet of the apes. Number one by Marvel comics.
1: I certainly did. I mean, I would have anyway, but with Brayden around, you know, I can't yeah. not read it. <laughs> I
0: read it as well. Cause I felt a, a sort of, um, professional obligation to my friend, Brayden. what did you think yeah. of this monkey book?
1: <laughs> it was cool. I liked it. Um, I like a good Planet of the Apes story. And, and this is in the, uh, well, kind of in the continuity of the the more recent Planet of the Apes movies, not yeah. the old, the original 60s stuff. Um, in fact, I, if I remember correctly now, this first issue is kind of a prelude to the first recent Planet of the Apes movies. Um, or or I, has it happened between? It would happen
0: between, I believe, because this main monkey is like the main monkey in the movies with James Franco. Okay. Um, and he gets educated here. So this is probably post Franco in that period, but, but simultaneous, okay. but yeah, I, I agree. Definitely in that timeline.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it was a good, uh, it's good story. I mean, I've always liked the, the apes versus man. And the, so we see the, the mankind's prejudices against, I mean, it's always silly when you read these stories, hear these stories and the guys just, just like real life, you know, complain about, Oh, we're above the animals and everything. And the, damn dirty primates and it's like well humans are primates come on dude knock it off (laughs) but they but they just won't admit that they won't accept it
0: yeah i i think that they so i like planet of the apes as a franchise and i like the franco movies pretty good um but i have not seen the original movies and i've always liked the idea of the story of them but i've never loved any of the things i've come encounter and and come to encounter as much as i would like to Uh, so I look for additional kind of footholds on it so I read this and I thought that it did a pretty good job of like tying you to the timeline of those movies um, allowing you to feel familiar but not like you are missing information and it kind of started Mm -hmm. you logically on this journey with the people who are with the apes and we kind of learn about this female protagonist who is pretty awesome and she like starts signing with the monkeys and that was a a well done scene because yeah, the people are writing her off um, and she's like, I'm going to protect you. I'm going to protect you. And then it ends with like apes protect apes. And I'm like, Oh man, this is going to be a bummer. It's <laughs> like, I like animals a lot and I get her compulsion. I want to help them. And this is going to be bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That whole, that, and that's the core of it. The whole thing of stupid. Humans got to you know, other anything not like ourselves. And it always ends badly. <laughs> He sure does piss off the apes and they're gonna stop trying to be peaceful with us
0: uh do you gotta score for it my lovely lovely man
1: um oh my gosh and the thing at the end oh what with, with the flashback with her oh kid. i
0: know and that was, was really well done i got i was yeah. just saying like they they really developed that character flushed her out in a way that made you care about her a lot
1: yeah yeah um i'll give this jeez i'll give this one at least an 8.5 maybe even a nine
0: mm. how about you I'm gonna go 7.0. I liked it pretty good. Seven. I All could. Right. I could. I could even go 7.5. It was pretty good. Yeah. I don't know that I'll keep reading it. Kind of like the Alien and Predator books. I'm like, I would like to be reading that, yeah. but I, in terms of my general interest in a week of comics and what I'm gonna squish into my brain. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that I could, can sustain interest in it. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Guys, I just opened a roll of Thin Mints, and that means that I'm gonna eat a roll of Thin Mints before bed tonight.
0: Oh man, maybe I should go get a roll of Thin Mints. I've never
3: been able to resist them.
0: Jane, go talk about a comic book. I'll be right back.
3: He going to get Thin Mints? He is. Um, <clears throat> gosh, Roman, did you read... Are you reading Batman the Joker, the Deadly Duo? Um, no, I'm not, though. You've told me I should be. It's just good. The art is amazing. The I don't know if it's... Yeah, it is black labels, so it can be pretty freaking grisly. Um, it's just disgusting, and there's some great Batman like tactics in here. He's fighting this woman who is... Uh, like has has the power to kind of regenerate and she's got him by the neck. She's choking him out and instead of uh like twisting or something, he just <clears> breaks <throat> her arm off. But yeah. her arm has a life of its own, so it keeps choking him and then she reattaches to it. And it's like it's just like horrific, horrific shit. And his stuff with the Joker and Gordon is all just really nice. We're finally in this this is the second to last issue I think we're finally getting batman versus the joker because up to this point Mm -hmm. they've kind of been forced to team up since the end of the first issue and uh yeah like everything about this book screams why would you make this other than for a cash grab but the the art's amazing the story is good enough to to keep me going like i like this way better than the regular batman issue this week Uh, cool so
0: talking um, about deadly deadly joke -er. deadly
2: duo
3: number six yeah yeah I'd, I'd give this one uh solid eight hell yeah
1: wow cool room are you reading that um i'm not though i i i should be because yeah i was also thought this week's issue of batman wasn't that great yeah the I like coolest thing about it was Batman pretty good oh uh, see I, I thought the coolest thing about it was uh tim drake robin in the backup story gets a gets a cool robin costume with a big glowing red r yeah.
3: and a moment with his mother Oh I yeah,
1: think, that too. <laughs> I think I
0: preferred the Robin backup to the main story as well. I don't like the main Batman's costume and what he's doing right now, but I like a alt world Joker and an alt world Bane Ghost Hunter. I'm down for that. I'm, I like that.
3: I just like,
0: like Ghost Ghost Breaker in that reality. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Ghost Makers, yeah. I mean.
3: Like no offense to the artist, uh is it Mike Hawthorne, is that right? It doesn't look like primetime Batman art to me. Mm-mm. It's it's uh yeah I don't I don't understand why why they made the decision to pair him up with with Chip on this cuz Yeah this um, could be
0: detective comics art but
3: yeah it could be a backup story art like even the art in the Robin one I thought was was more interesting than uh than in the main story but um yeah I I didn't love it Batman 134 keep it keep it coming Chip but uh get us out of this world I don't like that that flat that Joker's helmet that he wears it's stupid and ugly
0: <laughs> yeah i think i said it for the last issue but like i i'm not i i like this story pretty good um but i would like us to be i would like for this to have been like the penultimate issue of it or the final issue of it like it's gone on longer than i would like i think this is like part four it feels like part six
3: or yeah. seven. yeah i'm giving it a six and a half
0: <laughs> i'm going 8.5 i still like it part four it feels like we're like yeah just like we've been here forever
3: yeah what what's the got, point room? chip why are we here you got a score Romy
0: oh for wait for what
3: batman 134
1: oh 134 i'll give oh geez you know i think i'm gonna give that one a five All right. whoa I, read, I, I i read it i was like why am i reading this
4: whoa. i was gonna ask who
3: pissed in your cheerios but now i'm wondering if somebody's <laughs> in your cheerios mm. <laughs> yeah hey. that, that, kid, that cat from hairball <laughs> Uh, talking about that Batman issue and the art made me think about something that's coming out soon that, uh, Brian Garside, you guys remember Brian Garside? Uh, um, yeah. our, our man, oh, our man he in was Toronto, that episode
0: right? like a year, year ago or so. Ago, yeah. 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 Our man mm-hmm. in
3: Toronto, our, mm-hmm. uh, our managed comics, Brian Garside managed comics. on the
0: street of Canada.
3: Yeah. Uh, he's actually in London, Ontario. Um, anyway. Oh, all uh, oh, right.
1: Man from our
3: man from Toronto is Woody Harrelson. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get those guys confused. They're both bald. <laughs> yeah. Um what I was what I was going to say is Brian Garside was telling me about this Grendel book that's going to be solicited soon. It's oh. uh Devil by Deed, is that right? The first first big 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 Grendel story. Matt Wagner is redoing it as a man in his 50s. So like oh. he's 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 like covering his own comic. He's remastering <laughs> it in, in the modern day with his modern sensibilities. And that is huh. so so, really interesting to me. I'd love to see Frank Miller do that to Dark Knight Returns or something.
0: I'm very excited. Yeah. I'll have to read some Grindel for the first time, but yeah. I need more information. Is he like following the same script and then just interpreting different? Is he taking the kernel of the story and rewriting the script? Is it a panel for panel redraw?
3: I don't know. Hmm. Uh um, Wow. Let me let me see you you guys talk and I'll see what I can what I can that, glean from this.
1: That is intriguing. That's pretty cool.
0: The Wagner,
3: I like those are
1: So yeah, the fact he's doing it himself. Anybody else was attempting, I'd be like, oh my god, this is so stupid. But hey, it's yeah. Matt Wagner.
0: <laughs> um, I um no. I in charge of vamping. I, I guess I'll um <laughs> I I eat a thin mint the exact same every time. I do it in two bites and then I. <laughs> Put the half against the roof of my mouth and you I suck on it, suck till, it down. until it uh, becomes kind of a paste.
3: So it yeah. says, in an all new reimagining of the original Grendel tale, Matt Wagner applies his decades of experience to expand Hunter Rose's origin story with new art, resulting in a presentation nearly three times as long as the original. Brennan, his son, joins as colorist on this new edition with Dave Lepinier's letterer. letter. So it sounds like he's maybe taking the original story and, and redrawing it.
0: Yeah, at the very least, redrawing it. I can't
3: imagine he would mix his art from 25 years ago with his art from now. Like, he's such a different artist at this point.
0: That's exciting. Is there any estimated date of arrival?
3: Uh, It says in stores October 31. Wow. Yeah.
0: Jang, you still reading Breath of Shadows?
3: I am, but I haven't read this one yet.
0: Mm, I caught up with it. Read two and three. Yeah, what what did you think? uh, I liked it. It's dark and grimy. Um, Yeah. Like the first two issues are, but yeah, like, uh, in general, I like it pretty good. A rock star drug addict story with, uh, some evil magic stuff and a jungle. It's got a real claustrophobic feel, um, made even more intense by the, you know, the shadowy dark art, um, Cormac as much as we love him his faces are a little bit hard to discern which is interesting because he puts so much character into them like they all have very like kind of pronounced noses with that bin like they all look kind of Scottish or something But yeah. at the same time uh you know if, if it's a dark-haired person the three of them all kind of look the same and they're like okay this is the blonde guy
3: yeah I was having that problem I I think I just read number two like a week ago so I had almost two months between issues and I was having a real hard time remembering who was who um but man, I like that guy's heart.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. Django, how do you eat a thin mint?
3: Um, Usually, usually in two bites. I'll I'll take a bite and then suck on it until it collapses inside of my mouth. Yeah,
0: that's exactly what I do. I've never met anybody yeah. else who does that.
3: Yeah, it's it's the way. It is the way.
0: <laughs> no other chocolate cookie gives like that.
3: Uh, the closest that I that so here's here's a next level version of that. Okay. you can get these maple sandwiches from probably franz or something like that uh-huh, they're just uh-huh. like like the cheapest shittiest maple sandwiches yeah yeah those will do it too but you have to you have to like really trap the air and create a hardcore vacuum in your mouth uh-huh. and then eventually it gets soggy and pressurized enough that the whole thing just kind of <laughs> yeah i love that. all at once like I've like a doing half that... inch of cookie i've been
0: doing that my whole life with weird foods um like with generally like cookies that's very interesting Django. i'm both (laughs) shocked and not surprised that we both have that overlap um guys ultraman put john kent in a volcano and then came back and ultimately got killed by injustice superman yeah you reading that book jangy
3: i didn't know a new one came out this week or i would have i must have just missed it yeah we got a lot of them yeah, I'm pulling a Nightwing yeah. on this one, Jeff. Pulling a Nightwing and a Spider-Man. I'm going to wait four years before I read
0: okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. Roman, sorry, you 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 read it because you have base-level competence.
1: Why, <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I've, I've been working on that. Donna, D- yeah, Donna DC Aww. Adventures of Superman John Kent number two. Jeez. Um, it's funny how we for, kind of forgot about Ultraman yeah. torturing John Kent for a few years in that volcano. Um, yeah, that was a pretty good issue. I like I like seeing Ultraman being a real nasty villain again. I seems totally like, agree. Seems like he hasn't done that in a while. Um, it was a cool fight. <laughs> Man, cookies are fun. God, <laughs> I gotta try eating them that way because I just oh,
0: yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I I just eat them like two two bites and they're gone.
0: It's a that's a much too dry experience for me. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah, I need. Make it pasty or get out of my house. Yep. See that. that's I mean, like a I shirt mean, that says "Make it pasty." <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, no offense, but that that make it a paste. That sounds gross in your mouth, anyway.
3: But um, you got to Don't knock it till you try, man.
1: No, that's true. Yeah, I got to do that. You um, do that with
3: your tacos every time. It just takes a minute. Mm-hmm. I, uh, um, but I we agree. Talk?
0: John can great fight. Oh yeah, that's what um, John can. That's like... right. Yeah,
3: he manifests the ele-
1: the electric blue Superman powers yep. in the middle of the fight and and almost beats Ultraman.
0: Yeah. I thought that was pretty good. And then we have injustice Superman show up and just kill him, which I love it. I haven't read injustice, so I don't know this character very well, but like, I'm scared of him, but he's also Superman and he shows up. And like, I think they strike that balance. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, he does the, you know, just like in the movie where he kills Zod. And I hadn't realized that's who this Superman was the injustice Superman until, you know, he does that. Um, and then it's like, oh yeah, Injustice, I get it, because I never actually read all of Injustice either. I want. You read January.
3: some of it. You read it, right? I read like the first, I guess, the first storyline. Maybe I read six issues of it during lockdown, and I liked it, but the art was kind of bad, and I didn't. I don't know why I didn't finish it. It's really good, the the part that I got through, um, and and then I also read a couple of the later issues, and they were some of the funniest, like closest to the Giffen uh Justice League as I've read. In modern comics. Wow. That's, wow. That's surprising. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Some people get sucked to the Phantom Zone. I love a Phantom Zone lantern. How's the art? I didn't like it as much as I liked the art in the first issue, but in general, I am pretty fond of it. It's a little bit basic, but it strikes the kind of house DC style slash Saturday morning cartoon vibe really Mm -hmm. well, I think without being too cartoony, but it's very smooth it Kind of feels like Justice League Unlimited or something nice, cool, yeah, good description. <laughs> thanks, Jago, and thanks, Robin. I gave it a 9.0, it's a good score, it's a high score. I get,
1: I gave it a 7.5, really, yeah, yeah. No. I, 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 I mean, yeah, like you said, the art's basic and I wish it was better, but you know, it's <laughs> wow, fine. Someone
0: really
3: did take a big old dookie <laughs> in your cornflakes there's
0: a there's a there's kind of a
1: i feel like there's a trend with some of my favorite comics to just be kind of basic they're getting more and more basic basic and i don't oh, like it.
0: roman <laughs> is speaking ill of the state of comics right now
1: <laughs> you said a five no he said a for what for seven. what yeah 7.5 for oh, this 7. one
3: 7.5 okay that's i said that's
1: a, i said yeah i said a five for something else previously that was just I forget. batman yeah, it was just that that issue this week's issue of Batman.
0: Yeah, Phil and artist will kill kill a steam for sure. Django, I forgot that uh where monsters lie came out this week. That's uh that's a thing that came out. I'm gonna write that on my list too.
3: Yeah, man. Kyle Starks, Peter Kowalski, number three. Um this is just total mayhem with the cops showing up and, and failing to kill any of these bad guys. Um, but then the one cop who was affected by the bad guys when he was a kid goes on a rampage and is just like killing all these killers. Um, kill it's super funny. He he kicks the little ventriloquist doll into the sky, lit on fire, and shoots him out of the air. And like It's just like classic Kyle Starks, stupid jokes, uh... You know, what's the guy's name? Fuckmaster? Fuckmaster. Like, Roman, are you reading this also? It's just yeah. good. Okay.
0: Can I ask you guys how you feel about the art? I like While I eat a cookie. Uh,
3: I like the art a lot. Um, it doesn't suck like you eat cookies. <laughs> 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 yeah, and I don't know where else we've seen Peter Kowalski, but I think his... Uh...
0: All over. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'll pull
3: up his biography while you talk. Yeah. <laughs> I really like his uh, cross hatching for things in this in this series anyway. I don't know if I liked it in the other series because I have apparently never seen him draw before. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was great. What do you think, Roman? Yeah, I liked
1: it. Yeah, I like a lot, too. There's a lot of good, just humorous bits in here like these inept cops. I mean, two of them are taken out by, uh, yeah, Fuckmaster just picking up a, lawn, a running lawnmower and running at them with it and the two cops are just stupidly
4: get chopped up by it
1: <laughs> yeah and I like the art in this too I mean there there's at one point I forget where it comes from there's a giant pit bull that kills another couple of cops or four cops or five cops and it's just it's terrifying um yeah what a nasty looking dog the pit bull's name is Bapho mutt that was pretty cute oh yeah he's on the back cover
0: (laughs) i thought i was muted while i was hissing at my cat (laughs) Sorry, that's (laughs) that's bad audio (laughs) and
3: jeff on the symbols
0: (laughs) um peter kowalski did all of that joe casey book sex he also did some witcher stuff He's done all of the Bloodborne comics, which it makes sense why oh, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. not exposed to that.
3: I read, he, I read some of the Bloodborne comics though. I, I did, I do remember liking that art. Come into me from Black Mask comics.
0: If you I like that one
3: too. That was a disgusting, disgusting comic. Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, the, it made me a, very uncomfortable, and that doesn't usually happen with horror comics.
0: No, it doesn't. You're degenerate. Um,
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I like his art, but I, I. I could also see people not liking it. It's very unique and it's gotten looser. I feel like as time has gone on. So it is Mm -hmm. like uh, there's some shorthand stuff. He does kind of like shortcut type stuff with faces and whatnot. Um, Yeah, it still look good. But uh, yeah,
3: yeah. Maybe he he pulls back from the scene quite a bit to not draw as much detail in faces sometimes.
0: Yeah. But yeah, this book is ridiculous. I still don't really know what the story of it is or what the scope of is is going to be like is it the whole thing just the raid and fallout of this commune of people or some take off here or try to take off are they going to go settle a new commune oh wait no they're dead like what is it's a
3: four issue story so there's not much room left for anything other than like a final showdown here
0: so i've enjoyed it but like it's mostly just a big battle at this community
3: yeah welcome to dark horse yeah,
0: I, I, I would have liked an eight issue.
3: Well, just, just hold your gosh darn horses, Jeff. They'll have Where Monsters Lie, The Origin, or something Not next. Like, Dark Horse tends to do four or five issue runs for everything, right? Like, when was the last time Dark Horse had a long-running series? It wasn't Usagi Yojimbo. And even that has turned into five-issue story arcs.
0: <laughs> so you didn't it read it I, I I did. it, I did. I gave 8. it an 8.0. Oh.
3: I enjoyed it very much. Oh, I thought you didn't read it. Oh. Oh. i gave it an eight too oh. eight also i will also give it an eight okay
0: oh. nice triple somebody, o shows
3: somebody took that shit out of roman's cereal <laughs> oh. and his name was kyle starks roman yeah, always kyle liked that a, a perverse right
0: book and a spooky book this is i right
1: do out. with a bunch of serial killers there's a the daniel dawson is my new favorite i hope he gets his own series
0: hey roman yes i got two words for you
1: captain america
3: Spider boy spider oh hang on i gotta hiss uh, at my cats and need a cookie while you guys talk about spider boy
1: now tell me that issue again what issue number was that
3: it's
0: edge end of the spider verse number s- which i believe that this series just is spider man right? yeah just,
1: just spider man yeah, yeah yeah number seven which i have to admit because we were down to like one a cover i didn't actually take one home to read but i flipped through it just so i could see the introduction of spider boy
0: so in this, Django, this is real clever. This is real clever. <laughs> okay. Picture the web of Spider-Man. Okay. And they're <laughs> all threads in this web, right? Yeah. And and right now, I have to decide if I'm going to do this in this voice or not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm bailing out. Um, so there's like I've a heard big... worse. There's a big web and like, you know, it's like a metaphorical and literal web. And like every thread is like one of the different multiverses of Spider-Man or whatever. Oh, god, this
3: sounds like Promethea to me.
0: And like in this like (laughs) Shathra, Mothra, Bee Lady Totem, like they're like cutting thread. Moreland's helping cut threads out of this tapestry and it's erasing the existence of these characters. So like it it then like replaces our Peter's reality with a reality where Peter didn't get bit by the spider. And everything's fine, and some stuff. Anyway, they solve the problem, and the threads start coming together, but the people have to like focus on a memory of that person while they're like repairing the web. And like they get that guy back, and they get our Peter back, and they're like, oh, wait, we're getting another one, but this one's been gone so long, none of us can even remember who it is. And then like Spider Boy pops up, and he's like, you guys don't remember me? Peter? Miles? We've been on like a million adventures. And and they're like, No. And then he's like, You guys are buttheads. And then he runs away. <laughs> and they're like, Man, it seems like we're not gonna get his origin for the foreseeable future. And like uh-huh. it was and then it was like, All right, cool. Anyway, it was so
3: <laughs> bad. <laughs> it was that, so bad. That sounds like the same basic plot of uh Stargirl right now, where they're they're going after all these lost sidekicks that have been removed from time, and as they find them, they can remind the world that they existed except told like garbage yeah yeah well <laughs> you, know, you does not have jeff jones room. well this is just a taste until we get a spider boy series we already got one it was called amalgam <laughs> yeah this it is was spider-man and Superboy's boys who
0: is he never seen him before huh what are you talking about i'm from right here it's me spider boy pete miles hello we've been on a million adventures together <laughs> guys you know me it's bailey <laughs> Really? After everything Bailey. I've done for you, you know what? Screw all of you. I'm out, and that's it. Yeah. He, he says, helped. "Screw all of you. I'm out."
1: Out a punk, and not the good
0: Spider punk. So that's have we weird. seen a bail?
1: Have we seen a Bailey before? No. And there's all the Spider Verse no.
0: crap. It's just like a fun way of being like, no, this thread was just so fucking lost that even you have never like this is is <laughs> our whole reality is the rewritten reality.
3: Right. And who
0: remembered him? Exactly the threads of time wove themselves back into it. I gave it a 6.0. Sounds, sounds good to me. Yeah.
1: Well, hopefully star girl and the gang will rescue him. Hopefully. Yeah.
0: Guys, <laughs> come on. We could just keep doing this. We got to wrap it up. You guys, do you want to, you got a good
3: finishing note for us? You guys, who's got yeah. some good. Hey ones? kids comics. Oh yeah. No, I don't <laughs> want to do that. Okay. Oh, um, I read I can... it. It's just as dense and and weird as always. I love it. <laughs> I need somebody to go through this comic, this Hey Kids comics by uh, Howard Chakin and just label who each of the characters is an uh, allegory for.
1: It'd be nice if he like released a deluxe edition that had a legend like that in it. I'm sure he just gets sued into the dirt. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, poor man. I, I could quickly mention three, three things I really liked about Captain America Sentinel Liberty number 11. Yeah. Um, by Kelly and Lansing, too, the, that writer team I really like. Um, Move the turd. <laughs> uh, there's, still, there's still that whole big conspiracy thing with Bucky at the head of this covert operation thing going on, putting them at odds with Cap. But the coolest thing in this issue is there's a giant, Kai, almost kaiju size, kaiju sized Modoc who is attacking them. And at one point, it shoots out the action, maybe the actual. Modok who's smaller and is piloting this thing inside its head so then he pops out through the through the giant modok's eye <laughs> but Ooh. it's still attached by by cables to the mm. the big modok. So that's cool. pretty cool. Yeah, that's um, pretty cool. The other important things about this issue are Cap invites Sharon to move in with them so they're going to shack up. Oh, um, those
0: two kids are finally going to get together.
1: <laughs> yeah. And and spoilers on the last page Anybody remember this? Captain America's um I think adopted son from the Dimension Z storyline. Oh from my god. No, six or yeah, six or seven years ago. No, he shows up at no, the, at that no.
0: mad, mad, mad over ten years ago.
1: Over ten years ago. Well, you know, my of Before time I worked is all at the off. shop. Jeez, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, well, that guy is back. So now he's an adult and yeah, he's nomad, which I forgot. But he shows up at Captain Sharon's uh yeah. new apartment doorstep
0: hell yeah has and he, he just like, ever appeared since that series i don't think so i completely forgot about him i've been this is not that the 90s nomad. no man okay. no
1: no no this is that yeah this is his i think adopted kid from dimension z when cap was sent there for a while like over 10 years ago and, yeah,
0: over 10 years ago, he was—he had a time dilation story also where he was taken yeah. to a place and a whole bunch of time passed and he raised this kid in this wasteland and it was drawn by John Amita Jr., written by Rick Remender. Huh. And, wow,
1: wow, you remember uh, it all. Yeah, and this kid is a native of Dimension Z, I think.
0: Yeah, and like Cap raises him and then he gets like uh, taken by the bad guys at the end or something maybe becomes a bad guy. I can't remember what happens at the end. Cap take, comes back to our world without this son that he had spent all of these years raising. And then Crazy. no one's really ever mentioned it. Wow. I can picture now, the covers.
1: And now he's back yep, on regular Marvel back. Earth.
0: That's super interesting. I'm eager to hear what they do with it. I may even check in with it because that's that's pretty interesting. could use some more John Romita Jr. in it, though. What's your score for it? <laughs> uh, I'll give it a seven. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was expecting a little higher score from you
3: on that one did we talk about your man this is like fucking absolute chaos trying to track your scores tonight (laughs) me no roman no me Me changed every single one of them usually down this evening uh (laughs) roman have you uh have you talked about your highest scored comic of the oh that's a great question well well he did talk
0: about a 9.5 and a 9.0
3: yeah i was just curious like i think i think it was the nasty okay Okay, I, was, I wasn't I was sure if we had just somehow skipped the uh, 17th issue of a comic that neither of us are reading that, that you thought was the best book out this week. Oh my I god, like the that. 17th. What is that? The I think you gave issue. The
0: Nasty a 9.0 and Hairball a 9.5.
3: If yeah, I you're right. Point.
1: Hairball was, was a little higher. What is the 17th issue of something? I look at all my comics I have in front of me and none of them are 17s.
3: Well, guys, yeah, I know fun. we're kind of wrapping up here, but I wanted to talk about a little bit of media that I, um, I put in me last night
0: finally saw the great gatsby
3: i did finally see the great gatsby i've never read the book i never saw the movie i never really knew what it was about
0: okay okay what'd you think now you're an expert
3: i wouldn't say that i, I liked would. it you,
0: you watched it really recently
3: i liked it i i watched it because i wanted to get a party scene like babylon and i had heard that gatsby's parties were the thing and there are some good scenes i i don't know was it maybe directed by boz lerman it, it feels parts of it feel like Baz Luhrmann. um and i
0: uh i thought it was directed by the guy that you love no oh it's not the babylon guy
3: no okay then it's
0: definitely so. Baz Luhrmann.
3: okay um yeah i thought i thought it was pretty good i just i never knew what the story was about and the story is basically about a dude getting tricked into helping a guy get his girlfriend to, or his, his ex-girlfriend to leave her husband. Mm-hmm. It's. Yeah, I I enjoyed it and now I feel more like uh more like a guy who's who's got at least an understanding of some of the great American novels.
0: I'm curious how much of the story is conveyed only through the film. Yeah, like, I don't know. Because you know, there's a huge conversation about class and stuff in the book that's kind of being had and, and the Yeah, American there's dream.
3: there's a good amount of that. Like like uh Gatsby's foil is uh cheating on his amazing wife with like a low class mechanic's wife, and she dies in the end. And like, there's there's a good amount of that too. Uh, and, and they're like Gatsby and Nick are both from the new money side of town versus the old money side of town. And yeah, the
0: old and new money is a thing. It's it was. Yeah,
3: and I like I was more. I mean, I, I love those amazing sets. Like anytime we get to see some California excess, I love watching that. But story-wise i'm always more interested in the poor side of town that's happening mm-hmm. at the same time because it's you know and, and little bits of this story take place in there in the movie uh but i, I could have hung out in the shitty part of town a lot longer
0: yeah I bet you could have
3: yeah. yeah but i watched that until th- four in the morning last night so that was cool
0: but your sleep schedule is well i took a four mind.
3: hour nap yesterday by accident yeah, that's man crazy. i that's could a long not nap. have gone to sleep to save my life yeah yeah just that's a long up. nap at that yeah.
0: point you almost have to just try to trick yourself into continuing to sleep for the rest of the night, you know?
3: I thought about it, but I didn't.
0: It Would have been hard to pull off.
3: Oh, I know. Oh, <laughs> I know.
0: Did you have a sandwich that led to that nap?
3: No, I just uh I well maybe. Jangles on COVID I had some watch everybody. Yeah, I just I, I got a headache after our meeting and got a headache and a little sore throat for a little while, but I woke up without any of that. So
0: I bet you're fine then.
3: Hope I'm fine. I'm gonna nothing a nap fingers can't cure
0: it. a quick twenty as we call them. Yeah. Yeah. Just a quick 20.
3: Just a quick 20 times 7. Eight, Did you set alarms like that you
0: then turned off?
3: No, I usually wake up after 20 minutes. Like I wake, I mm. set an alarm for 23 minutes and I wake up at 20. At but, Comics
0: uh, Pro, I watched you set a lot of alarms and then use uh, th- a lot of
3: alarms. That was an exception. No, oh, I know no
0: i'm not trying to shame I was, curious, I was curious if that was the rule but it was a outlier experience for no sure.
3: generally generally if i set a, an alarm for 20 minutes i, I wake up in time yeah um, but yeah i just i was just like ah, it's fine i don't have anything else scheduled today and then i woke up went to bed at like six and went to went to sleep on the couch at six and woke up at 10 30. so four and a half hours
2: Jeez,
0: it's crazy That means your body needed it, Django. Dear listener, if you're listening and you're thinking, man, I could not care less about these guys at this point, (laughs) it might be because we're working hard to lull you into a space where you are comfortable to nap. Everyone needs to nap. Um, There's a great podcast called Sleep With Me if you ever need audio assistance in falling asleep. Everyone sleeps. Everyone naps. You can send us an email to the show, like Brian. And Will did. That's just like Brian tried to do. Yeah, we got him on live because we love him. Um, Jeff at the dot com is where that email will go uh, and it'll come to me. And I love that. I love that. Please do that more. And a huge thank you to Andrew for always editing the podcast. You're a sweetheart. Yes.
3: And a beast. Yeah, he's a beast. I can't imagine editing this one
0: a wildebeest i know you're gonna have to do whatever you hear intro, it's very long
3: yeah if it's less than four and a half hours long if it's shorter than my nap andrew did some amazing work for you <laughs> i think <laughs> our
0: emails it? i think our emails took like over 20 minutes yeah that's what happens you're, when you're, you're welcome world when you're thinking about california adventures
3: special edition back up in the front is what we i got, call I, this got episode. I got another
0: one uh so on that same road trip, we were like <laughs> in California and uh, a theme in this particular road trip at this particular time in our life was being really high. Oh really? And, um, <laughs> and, in, and in California, sometimes you'll come to like places where you have to give them money to keep driving. <laughs> you know, what are those toll booths? Yeah. <laughs> um, so just like on the freeway at one point, we had just gotten exceptionally high and our car smelled very much like being high. And uh and, uh, and we were like, no, marijuana, don't do illegal drugs, everybody. <laughs> um, and we're like, oh no, we need like a dollar fifty, and none of us have any cash. <laughs> so like <laughs> the three of us are just like frantically looking for change throughout my car, and we get like a dollar 13 cents. <laughs> and we roll up to the thing finally, and the person like opens the window and just sees three really stoned, like concerned boys who are like. This is all we have. <laughs> like we, di- we didn't know, we didn't know, <laughs> and uh, and the lady was just like, just go. <laughs> it was it was pretty awesome, uh, but we were like, oh no! Andrew, maybe you have to cut that story. I'm not sure. A That's a good story. That's, um, yeah. All going. right, everybody. We'll see you next time. I'm Jeff.
3: I'm managed comics as Django. <laughs> That's
0: a fun joke. I, I,
3: I don't have a joke. I'm Roman.
0: You are a joke, Roman.
3: <laughs> I was wondering, <laughs> can we that's end That's what my this mom podcast? said. Oh, oh
0: Roman.
3: I that's what your mom would say. Django.
0: What? That's his mother.
3: I know, and she never says that to me.
0: His mother is a saint.
2: Man.
3: <laughs> Bye.